episode number 334, WandaVision, season one, episode four. We interrupt this program. Welcome to Level 7, a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hello and welcome back to Welcome to Level 7, the podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Agents of Sword. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I am here with my friends, Agent Samantha. Hello. And Agent Stewart. Not the mama. Oh, wait, we're not doing the Dinosaurs podcast. No, we are not doing the Dinosaurs podcast, although (laughs) uh, that is on Disney Plus now. And I have watched a little bit of it, yes. Also coming to uh, Disney Plus is Muppets Season 4 and 5, which have never been released on DVD. Nice. Really? Yes, yes. I'm going to love watching that again. February. Was that the... 12 or February 18. I can't remember. It's, it's, it's around in there. February 19, middle of February. Yeah. Is that okay? So this is the older series, right? Yeah. So this I is mean, older series that original like the series, 70s. five seasons. They released three seasons on DVD uh, mm-hmm. and never got around to releasing the fourth and fifth. And my kids have seen every episode of seasons one through three, but I'm very excited because this is going to come back to back around to a traditional thing for my family, which is watching Muppets eating pizza Saturday night. Oh, that uh, sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, there's been some episodes that were released to VHS, mm-hmm. like the star Wars episode with uh, Mark Hamill and Luke Skywalker. Uh, they both appeared on there and they, um, that, that had its own VHS tape with a couple other episodes, but this is the first time that four and five have been available for home viewing on demand. I'm very so, excited. okay. So this is not the series from the nineties. No, no, what sadly, was that but called? that might be coming soon. I mean, we'll see. Was that called the Muppet show too? I think that was called Muppets tonight or something <sighs> Muppets else. Tonight. Okay. It was something okay. Muppets tonight might've been the other series from like the later nineties. Oh, if only there was something we could look this up on. <laughs> yeah. So there was the uh, the series that was on when I was in high school. That's how I remember that one that included some of those like what a- hour long stories and, and that kind of thing. And then there was maybe it was Muppets Tonight where they were trying to go back to that format. Um, but that was college and after for me. So. What the one I'm thinking of has Sandra Bullock singing the Manamana song. That's I, I don't know what that is, but that's the one I want. So that is probably the third one because the one I want is all the weird creative stuff that Jim Henson was getting away with, um, with a giant puppetized lion that they sang the lion sleeps tonight with. And um, anyway, this is not the Muppet this podcast. Just, this is the although, MCU podcast. That would be a fantastic podcast, Ben. I'm sure the that Muppets. there are some out there. And I, I always wanted to do a Dark Crystal podcast. Uh, that's something I really, really wanted to do, especially with the Netflix series. 
talk about the comics, talk about the novels, talk about the Netflix series, the movie. But there's only so much time in a day. There is. As people know. Mm -hmm. I've already, as far as podcasts go, I'm pretty stretched pretty thin. So we're here to talk about the MCU. Yeah. Not the Muppet Cinematic Universe, but the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Now, if those two things became one, that would be awesome too. But not as awesome as this episode. (laughs) There was a text that I got from somebody after watching this episode saying, this is my favorite thing in the MCU ever. This it is. (laughs) And that person, that person was very cool. Was being the operative word there. He's probably not anymore. (laughs) If it's a him, I don't know. It is you. It's 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 funny. I, yeah, (laughs) I got the same text. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I'm just going to, okay, I'm not bearing the lead. This is, this is my favorite thing of the MCU and it came perfectly after Endgame. So was it this this episode or was it now this series because of this episode? Definitely this episode. I'm waiting to see what the rest of the series is. It's really interesting to me. It's really interesting because not a lot happens and yet a lot happens. Oh, yeah. Like all of WandaVision Mm -hmm. so far. Um, I'm going to get this out of the way, though, because this is the episode. This is the episode when a whole bunch of people basically in the MCU universe become podcasters. All right. They become podcasters. They become bloggers. They become YouTubers. And they are just trying to figure out what is going on in this show that we're watching right now. Which is what we're doing. They're asking all the same questions that we're asking. They're making notes just like we're making notes. And I'm just watching and thinking, oh, Jimmy Woo and Darcy. They're us. They're us. Hashtag <laughs> Woo is me. Me is Woo. Sure. Well, you know, I, I had to adjust it a little bit to get away from the Colson is us. We are Colson, yes. you know. I. I also appreciate the uh, the intro you did, the Agents of Sword podcast. That's, <laughs> that's what that's, fantastic. that's what this episode was on the on. You know, there's there's different angles you can look at here, but mm-hmm. on one angle, mm-hmm. they're just fans of a TV show, just like us, and on the <laughs> other angle, it's Agents of Sword. Mm-hmm. And then finally, on another angle, it's it's an episode of a TV show that we've been watching that's giving us some answers. Yes, kind of. Yes. Because I'm not sure how much we can trust some of the answers it's giving us. Well, I have questions about that. Well, well we can only but, uh, the only the answers that we can, uh, you know, accumulate are, are just the ones that they figured out through this episode. Yeah, but even then, I don't know if we can trust them. You know, like the the declaration at the end of this episode. Really, it's it's Monica Rambo saying Ben is right. Yes. She she says it's all Wanda, you know, (laughs) and that's what I'm saying too. That's, that's the the theory I'm holding on to, but she might be wrong. She doesn't have all the details. Did you get the sense? Yeah. Okay, good. You you did get the sense that she may be wrong. And therefore, I mean, I don't want to say you were wrong. It was a really good guess to say you were right, but Ben, Ben, you're wrong. Oh, wait. I, all I heard was we're saying Ben is wrong. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, we can't okay. declare right or wrong for me yet. I, but I've, I put my stake in the ground. My marker is there. 
and I will change it uh, if need be. But for right now, my marker is there. That's what I think about this. Wanda is the big bad for this series. Here's why this this is my favorite thing in the MCU so far. And I was actually thinking about this on the way, you know, coming into this at this recording. We are finally, finally getting delivered on the It's All Connected TV. Yes, granted, it's not the movies going to the TV, but it's the TV going to the movies. Big screen people on the small screen. The universe is connected. It's all connected. Hashtag it's all connected. We're back here again. Don't know, Ben. No, no. We, we've had it all connected, though. That's the thing. We've had well, it all connected. Yes, but it had to. I mean, we had to do a podcast about it to point out all the little things. Now you have not big stars, but definitely tertiary stars. Okay, the reason I like DS9, Star Trek DS9, right, is yeah, it had its main characters, but it also had a whole bunch of extended cast. And that's what we're seeing in this. We're seeing the extended cast. You know, Darcy is not going to have her own her own spinoff show, but she can come into this show and, you know, she could do something here. I love it. That's why I love it. Jimmy Woo, I would actually watch a, a like an X-Files spinoff of Jimmy Woo. That'd be fun. But it's a meme that I've <laughs> seen going around where they're yes. saying, I want to see the show. That is Jimmy Woo going around the MCU solving mysteries for S.W.O.R.D. or whatever. And mm -hmm. I would say, hey, that sounds great. You know what? We had that show and you didn't watch it. <laughs> like you had this, you know, we had quirky characters. We had a likable lead. We had mysteries in the MCU and you didn't watch it because it wasn't exactly what you wanted. Now I shouldn't say you, and I have to be really careful about the snark here. Cause <laughs> yeah. Also the snarf. Cause we don't want to, we don't want to offend any Thundercats fans. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So should we just start at the beginning? The beginning of this episode? Yes. This is quite a wild beginning here. I mean, it's right after the blip, as they call it, in, in the episode, which we also, what we heard in, in Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm -hmm. And people are coming back. And guess who is one of those people who is coming back? It's Monica Rambeau, who unfortunately and tragically missed out on the two last years of her mother's life as her mother actually did get uh, recover from cancer. And survived for another two years from a, an operation that had taken place just moments before the snap happened. And now it's just chaos as people are coming back into place. And this is where, okay, we joked about the stork, but there was a lot of money in this scene. <laughs> a lot. Mm -hmm. we're, we're talking, this is big screen level um, special effects. I mean, it was, it looked great. Yeah, it did people coming back from the ashes and what's you could put this 
in on the big screen and it would work just fine and you wouldn't notice it even. Well, I mean, yeah, you wouldn't. Here's why we do notice it is because everything else up until now has been the uh, four to three ratio, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. the television ratio, and then it's moved for us every once in a while at the end. But here we start with that Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe Marvel logo and we go, I mean, it's widescreen. Uh, there's black bars on the top and bottom of my screen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not just widescreen in that it fills up the screen. Uh, it's widescreen in in the sense that you know you're you're watching uh, whatever the, the aspect ratio is for for your your typical um, widescreen movie. But yeah, two point three five to one. It's big. It's and it's wide. It's and it's special effects and. You know, the thing I was thinking about, we talked about this before, about how the average episode for this season, so if you average them all together, they're they're spending $25 million on each episode or something like that. Then when you think about it, it becomes even more amazing because each episode is at half an hour so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, So (laughs) the runtime that is happening here, there's there's a lot being spent per minute on this Mm -hmm. series. And here's where we see a lot of that, I think, on the screen. And tragic moment. It's chaos, uh, chaotic as everyone's running around. And we've seen this before in Far From Home. We've also seen this before, obviously, in, in Endgame. But in in Far From Home, we saw video footage of band members appearing in the middle of a basketball game. And we've seen... You know, some of the goofy stuff that kind of makes you laugh. But here you're seeing things that are a little bit more, I don't know, emotional. I think partially because we're jumping into a character we kind of already know. And partially because um, the middle of her story here, it is it is it is tragic. Her, her mother's dead. And she wakes up from a nap thinking her mom's okay because her mom was okay. And... They were going to discharge her that day, but she missed out on two years of life with her because her mom died three years ago. Imagine the other side of the story, right? Uh, Maria wakes up. No, wait, what's her name? Monica? I think Monica. Which one's the, the mom? Mother? The mother is Maria, right? Maria wakes up from her surgery, right? And her daughter's not there. How crazy would that be to you? And then, like, nothing, she's gone. And then you figure out that half the world's population is gone. So you go into surgery. Oh, I just had a really awful thought. What if (laughs) she, so if she was in the middle of the procedure when this, when the, uh, the slap, snap, the blip. When she was in the middle middle of being under the knife and half of her operating team disappeared, that'd be really scary. It would be, but and that might have happened for some other people, but not for her. Like when they were in the room, uh Monica fell asleep when Maria was in recovery from the surgery, and the doctor had already okay. reported to Monica that everything was looking good. It was all looking okay. good. Yeah. And so it was it, it it was probably there were people who had that happen, but that was not this situation. This one, she laid down for her. Well, she sat down, 
let herself sleep. She's exhausted. You know, they just had the day where they're having the surgery. And and so she's just taking a nap because she can finally relax. And when she wakes up, boom, this this life is is not the life she fell asleep having. So, um, I found a really interesting quote from Feige. Um, he said that Professor Hulk made sure that when he snapped, that people reappeared in places where they were safe. So they didn't appear in exact spots where people were and therefore, you know, um, running into, um, disrupting laws of thermodynamics or people uh, who disappeared on planes that were in the middle of the air, um, that they were on the ground safe before uh, they rematerialized. Yeah. That's a lot of, uh, there's, there's just a lot of hand waving happening right there. <laughs> Cause yeah. that's, it's a big deal. But at the same time, you know what? We're talking about magic stones, right? Mm -hmm. Magic stones can let professor yeah, do but that for sure. Yeah. But I think that also says a lot about Professor Hulk that he thought of that before doing the snap. But there were people who would have appeared on operating tables with other people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she runs into someone who's reappearing right in front of her. And mm -hmm. it's a great segment, great sequence, drops us right in the middle of the action, uh, but also drops us in the middle of an episode where they are. Perfect title here. We interrupt this program. We are interrupting the flow of what's happening with WandaVision. What decade, what decade are we in? We're in the 90s. Now, why are we in the 90s? Because we're looking at the X-Files. That's what this is. This episode is the X-Files. Um, but we're actually, I mean. But it's that, it's that comedy X-Files. It's, it's not the, you know, the home. Right. It's every third episode. You know, it's every third episode. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so all this is happening. Show, we, we drop in right after the blip, after the snap, the second snap. Three weeks later, we pick up with her trying to go to work. And she has a meeting with the um, the director of S.W.O.R.D. And the director of S.W.O.R.D.'s name is, oh, what's his name? Tyler. Tyler Hayward. And That guy looks familiar. And I, and I refuse to go to IMDb because they're... Horrible with spoilers. <laughs> well, I, I don't know who he is as far as an actor. Josh Stamberg. Never heard of him. I, I, I have not either. I mean, we can look him up on IMDb, but. Yeah, well, never, never heard of him. Oh, he was in Parenthood. WandaVision. Nashville. Did you watch that show? Mm -mm. A lot of shows I haven't watched. <laughs> oh, he was a U.S. Marshal on Longmire, which is a, another show I would highly recommend. It was a decent. Oh, that's show. a show I want to watch, and I just. I and now, if you watch it, it on yet, Netflix, so. you get a beginning, a middle, and an end. Ooh, he was on Studio Sixty on the okay. Sunset Strip. That's where I know him from. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who did he play in that? In multiple episodes, he played Luke Scott. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, a, a a foil to the main characters. So anyway, 
he he's been in some shows and he's in this show now as the director acting director of sword and he's someone that monica knows and has known and they have a little banter back and forth um he makes sure that she knows he's acting director because who was director before him her mom maria rambo and so here we get some interesting back and forth about what happened in the five years while she was gone. But basically it comes down to, they realize there's a lot going on out there, a lot more going on out in space than we realized. And, uh, and you can't fly anymore, pal. <laughs> Sorry, Monica, you are not allowed to fly. Why? Because we don't know if we can trust you yet. And you can't no, argue with she's it. She's grounded by her mother. Yep. Exactly. Right. And you can't argue with it because <laughs> your mommy said so. Your mom said so. Um, but I yeah. do like his little thing at the end with, yeah, of that you conversation. You disappear for five years, you're going to be grounded, young lady. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do like what he said at the end of that. And that was she made a policy for when they returned because she believed they were going to return. And that's. I do like that bit. Nice little positive showing the hope of this character. Uh, of Maria. Yeah. So the, the doctor that was working with Maria and, and Monica, she was in an episode of Jessica Jones. Oh, little, hmm. little MCU connection. Mm -hmm. The whole sword organization. I'm very curious about. They uh, feels like it's uh very shield like, They've got their branding down really well. They do. They do. And they also have an acronym. And I was trying to find where that acronym is. Sentient Weapon Observation and Response Division. You know what that sounds like to me, everyone? Somebody just really wanted their name. Really to wanted to sword. spell sword. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I I I wasn't gonna step on the line for you, Ben. Yeah. No, I, I started to. <laughs> so their whole focus is on things that are happening out in space and sentient robots. I mean, this this feels like it may be a response to Ultron rather than a response to the blip. I mean, this this was happening before before the blip. I'm assuming. Well, and that makes sense because she, you know, uh, in the third episode, Geraldine says Ultron killed your brother. And that happened before uh, Infinity War. So it makes sense that it's a, a response to Ultron. Yeah. Or a response to just the craziness that was going on after Ultron. And around that time, I, I have a feeling we're going to hear more about this somewhere. It may not be WandaVision, but I, I have a feeling we'll, we'll hear more about what S.W.O.R.D. is and what S.W.O.R.D. is doing. I don't think we're going to get the Agents of S.W.O.R.D. TV show, but that might be what uh, the Secret Invasion series that they, they Oh, that'd about. be cool. That might have that'd to be do cool. more with S.W.O.R.D. and stuff. They also talked about how Nick Fury in space was that a part of sword at the end of um, far from home. We'll see at the end of this series, you're going to have Nick Fury come in and he's going to sit down on a seat and then it's going to say the book of sword. 
or Secret Invasion. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of getting to go and fly out in space and deal with Captain Marvel or deal with the Guardians of the Galaxy, she gets sent <laughs> to Westview, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. For a missing persons case. So she really is meeting up with an FBI agent. I mean, this is X-Files. You know, she's she's going. Not only that, the FBI agent she's meeting with, also reminding me a little bit of Mulder, he's not a prized agent. <laughs> he gets some good lines because of that. My favorite of his lines being the one where he says... um, uh, oh, they're just waiting for you back at Quantico, aren't they? And he says, no, no, they aren't, sir. Softball season's over, sir. I love the <laughs> way he delivers that line. It's perfect. The delivery reminds me of Carl, the intern from uh, Phineas and Ferb. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Softball season's over, sir. But... So I, what I like about him, and this is, again, going back to the all-connected thing, the first thing he does is some sleight-of-hand magic. Yeah. The first thing. Yeah. And, um, and if you've seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, you're like, oh, yeah, this, yeah, yeah look at him. So it's, it's this idea that not only are the plots all connected, the characters are the same from series to series and movie to series and back and forth. So I did read an interview with the creator of this show, and she said that Marvel told her, we want you to use these characters. We want Darcy and Jimmy Woo to be in this series, and they kind of had to make it work. I, I have a feeling that if they couldn't make it work, that, that Figgy and, and company wouldn't have pushed the issue. But they did come to the people who were doing the show and said, we want these characters in. It wasn't a request from yeah, the creators. That- and that yeah. makes sense, you know, because again, Feige, Feige, Kev Dog, Kev Dog, yeah. uh, looks around and goes, "I have all these characters at my disposal. Instead of making something new, let's just use them." And he also does the same with plots. Well, this is him saying, "Yeah, we're going to deliver on it's all connected." Finally, we're going to deliver on this. So let's let's do it. If we're going to do this. Let's do it's, it. It's... Plus, Randall Park and Kat Dennings are are get, are relatively well known names in in the uh, television history or, or te- recent television history. So, I mean, if they have them on board, I mean, it does not hurt to um to go ahead and expand their stories a little bit. Because she's in what is it the B on twenty three or something like that? Oh no, she was on Two Broke Girls. Oh okay, yeah. Yeah, you're thinking of um, oh, I can't remember her name right now, but she was Zoe? Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah, she was the B in Apartment Twenty Three. Uh, oh. Can't remember her name Kristen right now. Ritter. Yes, is it Kristen Ritter. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Both of these shows, shows I just was not interested in and did not watch. Yeah, I know you didn't watch Jessica Jones. No, I did watch half of that, <laughs> but uh Sorry, Ben, you set yourself up for that. Uh Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so I, I'm gonna ask a question real quick. Where is 
No, keep going with your synopsis. I'll ask it in a minute. Well, I mean, we're, we're here, and so now they're looking for a missing person. Now, I'm hearing and seeing people, like, trying to figure out who is this missing person. Um, at this point, I don't even know if the missing person matters. I could see them working it into something where it does really matter. I have a feeling that the missing person is not somebody that we know from the MCU. I'm just going to put it that way. People were trying to say, is it Scott Lang from Ant-Man? Because that's... Jimmy Woo was involved with him. I just don't – it doesn't feel like – now, the missing person was in witness protection. And and so I, I don't feel like we have anybody who fits the bill on the table that we know of yet. It is possible that Are the you witness sure? – Well, that's – I'm saying – I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, be, Because, you know, later in the episode where they have that board with all of the people that live in – that are residents in the town – and who their characters are within the one division television show. Mm -hmm. There's one character that's missing from that board that we've seen. Yeah. And there's also one, there's also one character who they don't say the person's real name and and that's Agnes. But Mm -hmm. um, what I'm saying is like, I don't think it's Hawkeye. Right. I don't think it's Ant-Man. I don't think it's Hawkeye. I don't think it's anyone from outside. I think this is someone that's going to be someone brand new to us for this show. So it could be Dottie, could be Agnes. It could be one of the people that they mentioned. Uh, the interesting thing about Agnes is she's on the board and we see her on the board, but there's not a driver's license clipped to hers. Ah. And so that's why could Agnes be the missing person? Could Agnes be the, the witness protection person? Yeah. It's could Dottie, rough. because we oh. never even hear her. Yeah. Yeah, Dottie's definitely not on the... Agnes is on the board. Dottie is not. Ralph is not, too. Ralph? Yeah, he's on the right, board. Right, but we've never seen Ralph, so therefore they can't they can't do facial recognition on him to, no. to put him on the board. I thought Ralph is stash guy. No, that's... That's, no. Uh, that's Dottie's Phil. husband. Phil Jones. Phil, okay. Yeah. Um, no, Ralph is Agnes's husband, who she talks about, makes fun of, mm-hmm. but we never see. Now, that would fit into a witness protection style of relationship in that it's a made-up mm, person. So a made-up person in Agnes's life, how would a made-up person show up in Westview? Someone that we never see. I, I don't know. I don't know. But the other interesting thing is the hearts. They're married in real life. Like they're a couple in real life and a couple in, in the show. As far I mean, in did we have any I, not the show indication in, in Wanda Vision's show? Yeah, did we have any indication as to where these people are from? We don't yet. I have not like zoomed in on the driver's licenses. My assumption. I thought all of these people are residents of Westview. Well, that's my prediction and an assumption is that they okay. are all from Westview. Yeah. Okay. So so Westview is a is a real place. Yes, except for the selective okay. amnesia. Which what a great moment. Yeah, <laughs> these police officers say Westview doesn't exist. Where are you from? Eastview. <laughs> now see Ben. <laughs> I hear that and I think of corner gas. With Wollerton? Wollerton. <laughs> Yes. Well, I hear that interaction with the police officers, and all I can think of is X-Files. I mean, that's the kind of thing. (laughs) 
You know, it, and that's why I'm saying this episode. Obviously, I'm not being serious, but I am being a little bit serious. This episode feels like the X Files. This episode is very much like you've got Darcy, you've got Jimmy. Um, they're not a perfect Mulder and Scully, obviously, but they are. This feels like it could have been a show that came out the year after the X-Files on the WB or or uh, whatever. <laughs> what was the Paramount Network that they UPN. had? UPN. UPN, yeah. UPN. Yeah. Like this is, this is the you show know, that actually, might even be a little bit as good as the X-Files, but because it was copying the X-Files, they just – no one watched it. Actually, they sound they, – they feel like they could be characters on the Lone Gunman TV show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which is the X-Files ripping off themselves. Right. For one season. Yeah, and not super well. It was good. I liked it. I did not mm-hmm. like that they had to add in the handsome guy and the beautiful um, warrior woman. You know? Well, oh, of yeah. course they had to add those people in. Have well, you have you watched Fox TV at all? Because who's going to watch a show about three just schlubby, normal-looking guys? <laughs> you know, like, exactly. I get it. I get it, but and they made fun of it too. Like they they had fun with having to bring those characters in and and that. But they were very self aware. They didn't break the fourth wall with it, but they were self aware. So so yeah. Now we have our team up. We have um, Monica connecting with Jimmy and looking into things, and then she touches the the force field, energy field. And gets pulled in, which was way more abrupt than I thought they were going to go with this. Mm-hmm. What was that ABC show under the dome? Yes. Yeah. CBS. But yeah. It wasn't as bad as that. Like they didn't chop cows in half, but that I had that thought process on it. Also, I think they did the same dome thing in uh, the Simpsons once. movie. they did yeah yeah (laughs) i haven't i wasn't trying i'm trying not to think of the simpsons movie i don't see why but okay you know it's their own (laughs) anyway yeah uh yeah under the dome stephen king novel turned into a three season show i think that wasn't the greatest it didn't end that's what i remember oh the dome idea, I, though, I, the thing I, is, oh, I ahead. just, I, I was, I just remember the dome. It got more and more ridiculous as it went on, and I just could not continue to watch it. I did. I was actually listening to a podcast that went along with it, and that's part of what actually kept me watching it was just so I could send in feedback to the podcast. I think I listened to that same podcast. Yeah. Anyway, the the dome here is a lot like if you are looking closely at a old tube style color TV. Yes. And that was fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which we, you know, kind of noticed before, but this is, it was very obvious here and, and it pulls her in. And I thought here I was expecting, okay, so Monica Rambo, now we know who she is. Geraldine, she was Geraldine up until last episode. We talked to post credit about who Monica Rambo is in the comic books. 
But Monica Rambeau is a character in the comics, which we talked about in the Captain Marvel movie podcast as well. Uh, in the comic books, she is a superhero. And I was expecting her to have already had powers, which is how she got in. And instead, mm. I'm wondering, oh, are we watching the origin of how she got powers? Like, oh, that'd be cool. You know, hmm. Scarlet Witch's power plus the force field and all these things, put it all together. Are we going to see, have we seen the origin of this character who's going to have powers? This character is going to be in Captain Marvel 2. Um, so uh, let's see. Let's see. But they've talked about there are going to be characters who show up in the Disney Plus shows and they are going to show up in movies. Yes. Hashtag it's all connected. Tickers jumping around a little bit. <laughs> so this is that backward. You know, if you're if you're talking about um, the movement from movie down to TV show, this is going back up the ladder. You know, this is Jacob's ladder. Uh, not the movie. This is Jacob's ladder from the Bible where you had angels coming down from heaven and going back up. And this is one who maybe gets to go back up the ladder. This is what we wanted from our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Yeah. I mean, we got yeah. a good show. Don't get me wrong. But what we wanted was the Holy Grail. You watch a show on Friday night. You watch a movie Saturday morning and they're connected. And then you watch a show on Tuesday night because that's what happened. And it directly affected the show. That's what yeah. we wanted. Now, we, we had it happen for a little bit. And then obviously at the end, it just went off the rails. And mm -hmm. we'll see if they do anything to bring it back together. I mean, just the fact that they actually brought Coulson back for Captain Marvel mm -hmm. was recognizing that it, it is all connected. The question is just how how is it all connected and uh, i mean it was all connected in, in in game two they had the um jarvis the original butler and and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. in the scene you know that's all there too don't get me wrong but this is just a realization on that idea and i love it continue so we have this young girl from captain marvel she's all grown up she's here she's pulled in and now the question is What's going on? So Jimmy Woo brings in, well, probably makes a report, and then that report gets to Sword. Sword brings in people. They bring in scientists, and one of their scientists, it's been, I don't know how many years, but she now has her doctorate, and it's Darcy. And Yay. if so you ask me, brilliant, brilliant work bringing Darcy and Jimmy Woo in in a way that totally makes sense i'm watching this and i know that they were told please put these characters in so i know that i know that outside fact and it still doesn't matter it still doesn't feel forced so my question is do i mean yes we know who these people are because we do a show on it and blah 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 random person watching wandavision do they know and Asterisk, does it matter? So the answer to your asterisk question is the most important answer. And I think, no, it doesn't matter. Do they know? Well, if they're a random person watching and they didn't watch the movie or it's been so many years since they saw the movie, maybe they don't know. 
But when Jimmy Woo showed up, my kids cheered. <laughs> they cheered. <laughs> and they're like, wait, yeah, what's he doing? I thought he was a youth leader. <laughs> like, no, no, no. He, that was his spare time. You know, he, he's an FBI agent. And it's been years <laughs> since then, you know. But okay, Ben. The card out of the sleeve. Them, and all, what? You forced them to cheer because of the youth leader part of it. No, no, no. I did not. I did not force <laughs> them to cheer. Uh, they did that on their own, of their own free will. Mm-hmm. As much free will as you believe we have, that's how much free will <laughs> was in their applaud and in their cheer. I, but, I was happy that he, they showed that he showed up too. So. And then he did his little his little uh, slide of hand. That was fantastic. Well, I mean, here's the thing: we I knew about this casting before. My kids didn't, and that's what's exciting is I get to watch with them, you know. And certain things are coming up because I watched the episode, or certain things are coming up because I have previous knowledge. And then to see them, yeah, you know, it's it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. So, Darcy's here as well. They did not cheer when they realized it was Darcy. Instead, what happened was they're like, oh, hey, I think that's Darcy. <laughs> so they're like, oh, man, do I have to go back and watch Thor 2 again? They still haven't seen it. Wait, you haven't seen Thor the Dark World? My kids have not seen Thor the Dark World. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. They don't need to. Well, I mean, they, they, they didn't get to see Darcy say, hey, meow, meow. Just let him watch a YouTube video or something. <laughs> it's the one piece. We just haven't gotten around to it, and it's not super urgent. You know, as, as far as well, as far as it being be. all connected, yes, it's all connected. And yes, there are bits and pieces in there, you know, as far as like what the – was it the reality stone? Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember what it was for that one, but – Yeah, it's the reality stone. So there – they want to see it whenever we sit down to watch a movie or something together. That's just not on the, the forefront of anyone's mind. Like dad, the completionist. So can, can we watch the wizard of Oz again? <laughs> so Darcy, what do you guys think? I, I think loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I think that she fits really well into this moment. It, yeah. Like he said, it does not feel forced at all to have her there or woo there. And it, they actually have pretty good chemistry on screen. So thanks. I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the series. I like how she shuts down all of their, I mean, because let's be honest, she has seen and experienced far more than most of these sword guys do. Right. So I like how she shuts down all of their, you know, rigmarole. So what are the, what are the, what's, what data are you getting from the drones? Uh, that's top. Oh, so you're not getting anything. Okay, great. Yeah. No, she's just <laughs> totally no nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she knows exactly what's going on. There is zero nonsense going on with her. And yet there's a lot of nonsense going on. You know, like she's oh, having she's... fun with it. <laughs> and you can tell um, the actress is having fun with it. You can tell that, you know, she is the one in charge, at least of her corner of things. You know, you brought me in to do a job. I'm going to do the job, but I'm also not going to take any guff, man, from you. And the man. Yeah. And so, uh, Tyler. Hayward, which, by the way, I did look him up. I looked up some of these names. I didn't get to look up every single name that showed up. 
when they started talking about like who the real names of the people in Westview were, I, I started looking it up and, and there's just nothing for any of them. But for Tyler Hayward, we have had another Hayward in the MCU. And that other Hayward is Brian. Brian Hayward. <laughs> Within one episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he actually had the caterpillar, or the not the caterpillar, the centipede uh, treatment. Uh, and, okay. and fought against uh, the people from S.H.I.E.L.D. and was killed by Reyna. He had a, the eye thing, and they, they killed him using the, the, uh, the thing in his eye. I hope that they were, like, close enough cousins to be having, you know, Thanksgiving dinner. And they're both looking at each other from across the table like, I'm going to get you. But they don't actually do anything because grandma sits there and says, now be kind to each other, boys. That's what I hope has happened. Here's here's the thing, though. I've heard some people saying, not because of Brian, (laughs) but that they don't trust Tyler. Right. And that one of the things, you know, the question that one of the questions that uh, that um, shoot lost his name our our fbi agent jimmy one of the things that jimmy jimmy wrote on the board was why hexagons right because hexagons Mm -hmm. have shown up it was the the little bubble at the end instead of this the heart for i love lucy it was a hexagon and there were hexagons in the which we called out in the the opening for the 70s episode in in episode three and the question is why hexagons, you know? And so some people said, well, aim uses hexagons sometimes. So what if sword is actually aim and Tyler Hayward is actually evil. And I'm just thinking, I really hope they don't go there because we have seen this where shield is actually Mm -hmm. Hydra. And I really hope we don't go there. I want to be able to say, sword it is what it is and it is what it was meant to be and let's just move forward we don't have to have everything be sinister mm-hmm. so ben you said that you couldn't find the names of the 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 so-called real world names for those characters in the marvel comics they're not they're not named after comic book characters. They're named after crew members. Yeah, at least one of them was named after a producer. And yeah. once I started realizing that, I was just like, I'm not, I'm not bothering with this. Yeah. <laughs> so Bad they're, podcaster, so they're, maybe, but yeah. They're uh, crew member names? Yeah, Johnson yes. was one of the names for, um, I think it was the Hart family. And, and the, 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 the Johnson, the female Johnson is one of the producers. And beyond That's that, cool. I was just like, yeah, I'm done. I'm okay with this. And Hayward might be too. I think Hayward is a producer too. The name of a producer, but yeah. Cause I was looking for the comic book insider information. Mm-hmm. And then I ran out of time. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, Ben, where is professor X's school for gifted X kids? I don't remember. Is it in Vermont? Upstate New York. Upstate New York. Yep, that sounds right. Hmm. Okay. I was thinking it was in New Jersey because everything's legal in New Jersey. Even mutants. <laughs> yes. Even mutants. 
and Hamilton's. Is that referencing a musical I haven't seen? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Kind of going forward chronologically here, we now have them. Darcy realizes that underneath the background radiation that's coming out of this thing, which is a real thing, the background radiation in the universe. Yes. And it's also a major plot point in Stargate universe that we never got to see play out because there was a message in the background radiation from the big bang in Stargate universe. And they were going to find out what that message was, but they didn't get a season three. It's also a motif in this show because uh, cosmic microwave background ra radiation shows up on televisions as static um, or analog TVs, at least. Uh, and we see this all over this series, um, the static. Well, that's where she realizes there's actually the signal coming from yeah. that the TV signal is there as well. And so she has to let's yeah. grab a tube television. She says, get me another an old television, not a flat one. So she gets a sweet vintage television and they start watching and recording and podcasting. Yeah. Um, Taking and notes I mean, yeah. Asking the questions. So there was um, Avengers Infinity War, the Cosmic Quest by Brandon T. Snyder. Um, I listened to it on audio. Okay. They're like white. They're YA books, but they follow and they're officially canon, not like the Thanos book that's kind of, sort of, not officially canon. Are they? They've, Are they? Uh, I'm looking at you squinting like Thor did in Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is they have on the on the on the cover. Um, it says Marvel's Infinity, Marvel's Avenger Infinity War, Marvel's Avengers Infinity War. Um, so they say that they're, but anyway, they follow Darcy and kind of deal with some of this cosmic background radiation too. They're fun books. They're quick and easy. I think I might need to either listen or read to them. Not read to them. Listen to them or read them. My brain <laughs> is falling apart right now. A deadly threat emerged from the cosmos and it was fulfilled. In the wake of Thanos' horrifying success, the people of Earth are left reeling in despair and confusion. Without any logical explanation for the blip-out event, those remaining must pick up the pieces. So, yeah. Cool. yeah. Uh, so, they're asking the questions. Here's the questions that... Jimmy Wu wrote down why hexagonal shape? Why sitcoms? Is this the same time and space? And is vision alive? Also, he suggests on this board that who is causing this? Scrolls are written down as one possibility. <laughs> uh, talks about failed attempts at communication using phone lines, digital communication, and drones. They see the drone and, like, what does it look like? It looks like an a vintage version of a sword drone. And that was an interesting little thing where they say, well, who, who colorized this? Not us. We didn't. He's asking the question is vision alive, which we are also asking that question. And after this episode, I believe that she has visions body, but I believe that 
vision is not alive. And I am worried about what we're going to get in the end of this series, because I have a feeling this series could go dark and sad. I, or I, she could actually bring him back to life. I think it's going to be a, I love Paul Bettany, but I think it's going to be a swan song for him. And I think she is going to um, rage against the machine a little bit. And it's going to ripple out into the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I could see a situation, especially as you look at some of his expressions, as he's trying to figure out what's going on around him. I could see a situation where this created version of him that she has created is created so well that he talks her out of what she's doing. Because oh, that'd be oh, yes. fantastic. He's figuring out things. He's putting two and two together. And if he is not vision as a sentient being that we had before, but is mm-hmm. instead a resurrected version of vision or a created version of the, of vision, I, I think that uh, he's he's figuring things out. I think he's maybe maybe he's um, exceeding his original programming from her so exceeding mm-hmm. what she created and becoming something a little bit more well vision's I always mean, done that i mean yeah. even from the moment he he was born he was more than what he was expected to be but is and he, he can lift thor's hammers yeah. I, I think he's think... vision light <laughs> i think it's in her head I think she has created um, a vision for her. For some reason, she's in Westview, right? Mm -hmm. And this is the thing that has created around her. And she has created this. I don't know why it's representing as television, um, but I have a feeling we're going to find out. And I like that, too. Uh, And we had our theory about escapism. You know, and Mm -hmm. and that we talked about that in the first episode. And I still think that's the case. And I think she has created vision in her head. And the shot at the end of this episode where we see, you know, vision without the Mind Stone, um, I think that's representative of that. It'll I mean, it'll be interesting to see that'll be definitely part of the mystery here for sure Mm -hmm. is just what is going on who is vision what is vision and i mean jimmy put it up on the board so it's definitely a question we need to be watching for um and and they both said it in the beginning it's like i know this world has been pretty crazy but he's dead right not blipped dead right i thought that was really that was a good like um, point out to all the fans going, well, is he alive? No, no, no. <laughs> he died. He definitely died. Like th- there was death involved, but now we're talking about, we don't know what her powers are. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have uh, really, I don't, I, she doesn't even maybe know what her powers are or how far her powers Mm-mm. can go. Okay. What's interesting though is she got blipped, right? Mm-hmm. 
Huh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. She mm-hmm. got she got snapped. So I'm just trying to think of the timeline. So Monica Maria Rambeau was sitting by her mom's, you know. Yeah, sitting sitting by the bed at the in the hospital room after the right. surgery. And then three weeks later, they give her the 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 thing. So this is conceivably only three weeks after Endgame. Yeah, all of this is three weeks after Endgame. And so, we also are seeing that all of the stuff we've seen have happened over the course of a day or two. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's quick. It's quick. So in in Endgame, she goes and fights Thanos and runs the thing, and every you know they have their big battle at the end of Endgame, and then Wanda goes away, and I suspect she goes into this little you know she watch her be the <laughs> although he, Jimmy Woo says it's a him, but watch her be the uh, missing person. Um, Anyway, so she goes into Westview and then builds up this this escapist thing. Yeah. Okay, keep going. So the other thing, and this is something that just showed up today that I've seen some articles about, and my my kids actually sent me a a meme about it, um, talking about how when Spider-Man needed help in Far From Home, he was asking, hey, what about all these other people, blah, 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 blah. And Doctor Strange, he's busy, they said. Um, but Far From Home is a few months after the blip. You know, we're back into the next school year after the blip. This is just three weeks. So I would say probably Doctor Strange was not dealing with this Westview situation when they say he was busy in, in Far From Home. I'm just going to throw that out there. Gonna have to tell my kids after we're done recording. But yeah. But the timeline kids have got some bad news. <laughs> Doctor Strange is probably not going to be in WandaVision because of Far From Home. No. No. But hmm. anyway, I mean it's 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 all connected, it's all interesting, and we're seeing things that maybe we already knew, but we're definitely seeing the other side, and that's what's cool about it, because we see how the radio transmission worked. It's Darcy. Darcy's plan. She sets it up. Jimmy's the voice on the other end, which I wondered if it was Jimmy. We didn't talk about it, um, but it definitely sounded like him, and I and I didn't want to bring it up, because it was... I guess it wouldn't be a spoiler. They talked about this casting before. We knew about this casting, but I, just... I think he's also on this, on the subtitles. I think it says Jimmy Wu Wanda. Can you hear me? Wanda, can you hear me? And I kind of ignored it. Did, well, let me ask you, were you expecting Jimmy Wu? I, uh, maybe, I don't know. I think I told you about how I accidentally spoiled things for my friend with uh, the Mandalorian. I'm not going to spoil the actual thing, but um, I told my friend, Hey, make sure you watch the final episode of the Mandalorian before you see something on social media that spoils it for you. And the thing I was referring to, which happens in the last 10 minutes of the episode. So if you've seen it, maybe, you know, if you haven't, I'm not going to say any more than that. Um, He said that when it happened, he knew it was going to happen because of what I said. 
when I literally just twice said, make sure you watch this before social media spoils it for you. That's not on you. I no, no it's I, not. I do not. It is not on me. Nope. <laughs> it is not on me. I'm just trying to figure out, is he telling the truth? <laughs> because that just I, I mean, feels like, I don't know, but who knows? Maybe. I mean, I remember sitting in the sixth sense going, oh, that, that happened. Okay. And then having the rest of the movie go, you know, what it is. I don't remember being spoiled on it, but I remember guessing it early. So I did not. I did not guess sixth sense. I did not guess the Mandalorian spoiler. Um, but when it was happening, I got really excited about it. Oh, yeah. But. <laughs> You know, yeah. So here, you know, I just wanted to keep the surprises, you know, especially for you, Stuart, not knowing what you knew about Monica Rambo, that this is actually Geraldine was actually uh, Maria Rambo's daughter. That was a cool little thing. We get to find that out here. And yeah, yeah. So they sent the radio message. But here's where I made a prediction. I made I wouldn't maybe not a prediction. We were talking about the nature of her powers, and I was suggesting that maybe she was actually not manipulating time, but manipulating the people around her. I think I'm wrong. I think she was manipulating time now because the broadcast that they're taking in in real time, it's being censored. And those times when she rewound time, Mm -hmm. that was censored. Mm -hmm. They didn't even see it. Very interesting to me because that means that, okay, so again, I will try to explain what my thoughts are. (laughs) We'll see if it actually works. But that means that they, you know, time progressed and Vision said some things suggesting he might have knowledge that he shouldn't have. And then she reverses it. And for them it's a jump cut and so that says okay so they're recording 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 and then time folded back and started again but it's not even like it went back to the exact same moment it actually goes back and you don't even see some of the bits in between there so maybe she is manipulating time maybe she is i i might be wrong i at first i was wondering is she just mimicking you know, what it would look like to manipulate time, but I think I'm wrong. I want to see, I'm excited to see, and I'm more than happy to say I was wrong, especially when it's good. (laughs) I love it when I'm wrong and it's better than what I was thinking. Well, yeah, that's why we're doing a podcast and they actually, they're actually making the show. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of rolling back in time, I'm surprised that, I almost said that, yeah, they are, but then again, not necessarily. It's just whatever is coming out from this zone is coming out as analog television signals, um, which really don't exist that much anymore, um, at least not here in the U.S. So, Well, and that's why, that's why it was interesting for Kat, Kat Danning, uh, Darcy, Darcy yeah. to go, mm-hmm. hey, I need a – you know, a, a TV, an old one. Mm-hmm. 
Because she recognized, yeah, she recognized it yeah. as an analog television. Which, by the but way, what I also they... thought was hilarious was um, when uh, Darcy and Wu tried to send a radio signal out to Wanda. Um, Darcy is using a digital TV receiver <laughs> instead of a transmitter. But I, I guess maybe if you know what you're doing, you can fi- you can reverse it and turn it into a, a transmitter. But right, because she's trying to send it back on the same frequency that it's coming to them. But it's on a digital receiver, not an analog receiver. <laughs> There's um, a converter there. It's fine. <laughs> they have oh, the, okay. She has the free converter box sense. that you got from the government. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was going to say uh, an old tube television is not necessarily hard to come by if you live in my house because I've got two. Ah. And <laughs> just never got around to getting rid of them because – you can't like we can't just put them out in regular garbage because of the mm-hmm. the hazardous waste stuff that's in a television in a tube television. An old tube television that works might be kind of hard to come by. Not if you're in my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, we use them to play Atari and and Nintendo. Oh, see, NES yeah. games now. So, oh. yep, yep. There is a use for them VHS? in my house. We have. Actually, I have one that has the built-in VHS. Um, okay. But the only time I've watched like a VHS movie with my family, we actually plugged it into our. I think we plugged it into our our flat screen. But anyway. Okay. Uh, I love the little interaction between Darcy and Jimmy, where they're just talking about like they're talking about the questions. They're talking about like we're fans of the show. Um, why does it keep switching time periods? Can't be just for my enjoyment, you know. <laughs> and, um, and I can't believe Wanda and Vision are having a baby. You want any? Heck, I thought about it for sure. Little Jimmy Woo running around. And then, oh, no. Oh, Chip. Okay, never mind. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not the first time he does that. What about you? Well, I'm from Bakersfield. Yeah. Shout out to Bakersfield. Actually, uh, the town I lived in, grew up in, was the suburb suburb of Bakersfield. So I, I know Bakersfield pretty well. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I, I've met I met one it's, person from Bakersfield. Well, now two, but um, I, I haven't. I've never heard anything good about Bakersfield. Let's put it that way. It's not a. It's not not a not a. It's it's right at the base of the San Joaquin Valley, which is where a lot of produce comes from. A lot of produce, and so um, also smog, wow. <laughs> and. Um, there's some cattle farms right near there, and so all of it just sort of sits over Bakersfield, which is in the Southern California uh, basin, and it gets hot, and so you have smog and heat, and it's uh, yeah, it's not a good place. So that makes sense why the only people I know of from Bakersfield just didn't talk about the good stuff because yeah, no, because there isn't any. The, the negative stuff is the easier <laughs> oh, stuff. Sad. To uh, okay, so all this is all the investigation. It's all the questions we've been asking. They're finding out very little. They're also finding out it's being censored. They don't know what's going on with Geraldine. Not Geraldine. They don't know what's going on with Monica. We need to change her ma- name now. But they've seen her, you know, and they wonder what's going on. And and then it changes. We go inside. We go inside. Oh, by the way, Beekeeper. He was just a guy in a, in a hazmat suit. 
that got transformed when he went inside. That's why I think there's a physical transformation because they pulled his rope out and it's an old school jump rope with the plastic, um, mm-hmm. plastic tubes on it. And he becomes a beekeeper. Why? Because that's a 50s version of what the outfit that he's wearing would look like. They, you know, it's not, this is not Marty McFly showing up in the 50s and being able to wear that and look like an alien. You know, this changes it. From the Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. (laughs) So it's a physical transformation. We don't know what happens to poor Franklin. I think we need to start Franklin Watch now to see when is Franklin going to show up again, if he is. Actually, um, I saw I saw something online that he actually showed up in an uh, in the third episode as an ice cream man very very quickly. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Interesting, if true, because that would be that's actually from the, the credits. They got ice cream from an ice cream man in the credits of uh, episode three. We'll have to go back and check and see if it's the same guy. But that means that he got repurposed. Franklin might have gotten repurposed, but not Monica. Monica gets brutally thrown out, blasted through walls. And Wanda realizes, oh, this isn't good what I've just done, but I'm going to fix it. Put it back together. And then Vision comes, and this is where she has her vision. And this is what makes me think she has his body. And it's in a moment where she's kind of lost control. She looks and she sees vision. He's in gray. The soul stone is missing. And he looks like he looked when he died after Thanos took the stone. And so I think she has the body and has in the body is she's reanimated the body. Is it the soul stone or the mind stone? Whatever. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Soul stone, mind stone, the stone's not there. It's an indent, you know. It looks like he looked like when he died. Mm-hmm. And so I think this she's makes lost wonder... control. She sees him as he actually looks, and then she pulls it back in together. She brings herself back, and it's okay. I've got everything under control. I can't wait for the last episode or the second to last episode of the series or the season to go like what happens at the end of Endgame. Cannot wait. Cause she's going to have to go all the way back to Wakanda to get him. Maybe. I mean, she was part of the snap. So f- this is five years later. Right. So, oh. So what happened to to his body in between those five years? I think maybe in in between um, um, Infinity War and Endgame that maybe like Tony had the body transported back to the U.S. Yeah, okay. Maybe he had the body transported back to Westview. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. This is where you find out that Shuri still has it. I mean, that could be, you know... I think it's possible that she doesn't have the body, but I, I think it's more likely you know, from what I'm seeing here that she somehow has brought the body. Maybe she found the body. Maybe she just used her magic powers to bring it to her from where it was. But the body had five years 
of being somewhere. So it doesn't have to be in Wakanda, but it could be. Yeah, you're right. Sure, he could have it. Sure, why not? Where was the army base, Captain America? Because that was in New Jersey. You're right, it was. That was... Yeah, that was somewhere in New Jersey. So I'm wondering if Westview is located somewhere in the area. Captain America. Well, obviously, New Jersey. Army base in New Jersey. I'm, I'm, I've got a picture. It's Camp, Camp Lee, Lee. But... but where is Camp Lee? If it exists in reality. Well, they drove to it. I was trying to see if they actually talked about where they were driving to. It's a shield office, destruction. I don't know. But it was destroyed. Yeah, it was destroyed. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if there's room for it to have been reused. Well, who knows? Maybe Sword had it. Maybe we'll find out that uh, Tyler Hayward had right. it all along. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it would be it would be easy for them to say, um, you know, we moved it. In the comics, Camp Lee was located in Virginia, a few kilometers from Arlington. In Captain America First Avenger, Camp Lee is mentioned to be situated in New York. However, in Winter Soldier, is it explicitly stated that to be located in Wheaton, New Jersey? Whatever that means. Um, so it is very possible that uh, Wheaton and Westview are close by uh, I know that they're going to be close by in the phone book yes <laughs> yes they are okay so Monica's thrown out Wanda tells Vision I have everything all under control and clearly she doesn't and then we see where we left off episode 3 Wanda's being or uh, Monica's being taken care of, and then Wanda and Vision are sitting on the couch, and we squeeze in with the sides of the screen, and we pull up with the top and the bottom of the screen, and we're back in that classic television four-three ratio, suggesting to me next episode we're going to be back in the sitcoms, but. Last episode, we talked about how it didn't give us a hint where we were going to go. I was wrong because it absolutely gave us a hint where we were going to go. Where were we going to go? Widescreen, present day. And that's where we ended up. And then this one, squeezing it back in, giving us a hint right, that we're going to be back an, on television next time. That's an unreliable hint, though, because at the end of episode one, it did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, but it definitely, the pattern, it definitely the pattern, episode three ended going widescreen and then yes, this and, I, and took us here. And so I, I believe we're going to be back in a sitcom next time. I, I do, too, because I, I think there was more sitcoms in the trailers than we saw. Like, we haven't seen her in her in her red horn outfit yet. Yeah. 
there's no there's not been Halloween yet. Were you waiting like I was for it to switch back? Like after five minutes, I figured, oh, we're in the present day for five minutes, you know, and then we're going to go back to uh, sitcom. Oh, yeah. I, I totally expected like there to be one scene with, you know, Jimmy Woo and and uh, Darcy just, you know, just one scene. Right. Because that's how TV is kind of these days. You get one scene for you know two characters per episode and then you go to something else and you never see those two characters again well back to the x-files yeah back back to the x-files you had the mythology episodes mm-hmm. and then you had and, and that's the way they did it now you get more of if you're doing any kind of episodic television there has to be a couple minutes devoted to what's going to go on in the background for our mythology, for our season-long mystery. Mm-hmm. You know, who is this guy who's leaving these crazy messages? Well, I don't know, but it doesn't matter because we have to go and solve this crime over here. Okay. And then in episode 22, it's crazy message guy who's been leaving messages all episode, all season. That's what I expected from this. What show were you referring to? I'm just making that up. I'm not really referring to anything. So I don't know. Okay. What are these numbers in Lost? That works. Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. Although Lost was definitely less episodic and more serial. I'm, I mean, specifically, it's your CSI, which is episodic. It's your, um, you know, especially later seasons here. Uh, it's absolutely Alcatraz and Fringe and the kind of thing where they did all this stuff, but there's always something about the mythology. With X-Files, it was, here's a standalone episode, standalone episode, funny standalone episode, mythology episode. And if you haven't been watching the show, sorry, you're out of luck. But don't worry, because next week, standalone episode. Vampires. Yep. Vampires, monsters. I was trying to do something. Go. Oh. <laughs> Vampires, monsters, werewolves, am I? Yeah, that's kind of what I was trying okay. to do. <laughs> uh, anything else then to talk about? Uh, Hendrix for the end credits. Uh, Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah. Nice. Um, I like the music that they notes- chosen for these. Yeah. Um, uh, in my notes, the one thing we haven't covered is the we haven't spoken in length about uh, the drone that Monica uses in outside of this little bubble area. Let's just call it a bubble. Um, it, the colors on on this drone are in the colors of Captain Marvel. But once it enters the bubble, it becomes more vintage looking and it has. Iron Man colors. Hmm. Yeah, I'm really curious about the Iron Man colors. We've seen red and gold, but mostly red in the black and white. And now we've moved into color, so we'll see what happens with that. But I wonder well, maybe if that has a... to do, maybe it has to do with that Iron Man was the first MCU movie, and that Captain Marvel was one of the more recent ones. Was the 21st movie? Well, and also. 
uh, in Ultron, she says, we sat there staring at a missile with the name Stark on it, just waiting to die. Mm, true. I think Iron Man looms large in in her psyche. Yes, that is a true statement. Well, let's see. I, all my questions were, well, all my topics were covered. Okay. None of my questions were answered. Any, any more Just, notes for you, Sam? Yep, that's it. All right. I think we need to close this episode down then. So, okay. final words. Um, this is awesome. I can't wait to see the next episode. So can it be Friday yet? Please. Now. <laughs> Answer. No. No. Sorry. Yeah. After watching this episode, I was like, oh, I have to wait a whole nother week before I can see the next episode. And these episodes are too short. <laughs> yeah. I, um, and yeah. I, I hope people don't take that as complaining. You know, when, when you just want more of something that you really like, I guess it could be taken as complaining, but what they've given us is really good and, mm-hmm. and it's exciting and it's fun to be able to talk about it between episodes. You know, we don't get to, when you binge watch a show, you mm-hmm. don't get to talk about it in between episodes. Mm-mm. You don't. And so like when I watch Stranger Things with my kids we watched stranger things one or two episodes and then we had time in between and there was time to talk about it in between. That's nice. That's really nice. But I still, I know I've seen people and they're so, I gotta be careful how I say this, but I feel like they're just so judgy about people who can't binge watch. And so have said, this is moving too slow. And the truth is, it's just, those people who can't binge watch are used to a way of watching and have liked that way of watching and would like to watch this in that way. Is there something wrong with that? I, I don't know. Maybe you could say it's a whole thing about kids these days. Don't have any, you know, whatever. But this show, the payoff for us as we're watching every week is that we get to have these fun conversations the payoff mm-hmm. if we were to binge watch yeah. this and watch it as like a nine episode movie is you get all the answers right away. And that's something that's also understandable to want that. So And then we might put off talking about it for a while. Mm. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So that's on me though. All right. <laughs> so uh I, yeah. I think that's also on all of us. <laughs> but but the point is you know, different people do things in different ways. And so to complain that it's not good because it's too slow, that's uh, okay. Well, don't complain. Wait, you know, wait and then watch it your way. And then to say, I'm better than you because, you know, or I knew all along we get this episode and, and I'm seeing a lot of people are just like, I told you, I knew all along it was going to be blah, blah, blah. Yes, we all knew that. And the people who are complaining know that. That's why they're complaining. Because they want this. They want what we got in this episode. And I don't know. Maybe it's uh, my personality of you know, wanting to be the peacemaker or whatever. But, you know, everyone, watch it how you need to watch it. And and then listen to our podcast. <laughs> so, 
I will say that the first three episodes go by a lot faster when you're watching them in one clump. Yeah, I believe that. Partially because you don't have a week in between. Right. But also because um, you're it's like that, like the first after the first and second episode that uh, what I don't know what's happening. And then the third episode, you're like, OK, I kind of get this. And then the fourth episode, you go, oh, OK, I I'm now I'm on track to something's happening. So let's keep moving. So, I, you know, for whatever that's worth. But how are you going to I mean, you, you got to release them consistently. I like the way that they're releasing them. I'm glad that they've chosen to do this, and I'm glad that they they stuck mm-hmm. with it. That's that's nice. It's nice, mm-hmm. and it's working. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a whole different kind of a story when we get into something like um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, where it's more action adventure oriented. At least that's what it seems like. But this show is nothing like and anything from the MCU that we've seen before. It's. Except for the last season of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, but even then, it, this got this goes a little deeper and goofier. <laughs> than, yes. Than that. And it's also taking on um, that half hour thing and releasing it half hour at a time. And um, although I will never forget ever the vintage cop show credits for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hmm. That was just brilliant, ah, and yes, again, that was great. Goes along with with what's going on here. So, it's interesting to me that they um, that this is the fortuitously this is the first MCU thing after Endgame. Um, it makes me wonder what I mean, wonder what could have been and all that sort of stuff. But this is, I think, a good MCU property to sort of ease us back into the start of this new era in the MCU. You know, what's interesting. I was thinking about this too. Up until this point, most of the MCU has been chronological. Uh huh. Every movie takes place after the movie before it. Guardians of the galaxy two is an outlier, you know, so it's not perfectly, but pretty much everything that's happened is happening in real time in the MCU mm-hmm. up until Endgame and Far From Home. Black Widow is uh, a flashback movie. It's it's going back in time and it's telling a story. I don't know what time period it is, but Black Widow is taking isn't us like, back. Isn't it after – isn't it supposed to be like between Civil War and and Infinity War? Some, I, I'm not sure. I, I I don't remember, and and I'm not going to look because I don't want to remember. If something happens where I right. accidentally find out, that's fine. But um, it's it's a it's a prequel. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's going back in into her story. This is going backward in time, because Far From Home has taken us months past the blip this takes us back to three weeks after the blip i'm really curious like how is is this what is this something we have in store for us with with phase four where it's not all about pushing one narrative forward infinity stones and it's more about here's all these different stories that we're we're telling and then maybe we'll bring it together for an avengers movie (laughs) but that's that's going to be phase five or whatever. Well, I mean, if you think about what comics do, 
is that each one of them has its own run and they do sort of intertwine on some some cases and they you know sort of spread out on other cases but at the end of the day there's also these year-long arcs like civil war or um whatever they were whatever the other big tentpole one was so this is just mimicking that yeah well I'm just excited to see what happens next. I, I do Absolutely. have one, actually two bits of feedback that we need to talk about real quick. One is Hank Harwell appreciated my um, my people perish for lack of vision, but he didn't <laughs> laugh out loud. So we still don't know if we have found that one person who actually laughed out loud. So there's that. Uh, the second one is a message that was left by Agent Kyle on our website. Uh, and his message was FYI, it was only the first episode that was filmed in front of a live studio audience and left a link from Entertainment Weekly and then mentions it wasn't episode two that had some outdoor scenes. Those would have been difficult to do. Um, and yes, uh, I did not know that they only did episode one in front of a live studio audience. However, sitcoms frequently will go outside. They don't do it super often. But one of the things that they'll do when they go outside is just play the laugh track, you know, so it's not in front of a live studio audience, except for Red Dwarf and Red Dwarf. What they would do is they would actually and I don't know if this is common practice. Maybe you you might know better, Samantha, but I do know that Red Dwarf, what they would do is they would do this outdoor taping and then they would show it to a live studio audience and get the laughter from that. And use so it's actually live studio audience laughter, even though they they didn't film it in front of, they showed it to and and got live live laughter that way. That sounds very British and very Red Dwarf like. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, Kyle, I did not know that 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 it was only the first episode that was filmed in front of the studio audience. So. Yes, thank you, Kyle. Yeah, and thank you, Hank. Kind of. <laughs> for for kind of laughing at my joke so, yeah so now i ask you final words final words samantha final words Stuart. i love this show i can't wait for the next one samantha and i love our patreon patrons <laughs> <laughs> um I'd like to give a big thank you to Jeffrey Tassel's Blessed Cheesemaker and 084. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you very much. And I would like to say thank you to Monica Rambo for cementing my prediction, my declaration. It's Wanda. It's all Wanda. for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard from us, now we'd love to hear from you. You can leave us a voicemail by calling one seven seven five five level 7 That's one seven seven five 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 three eight three five seven. Or send us an email to feedback at welcometolevel7.com Just don't forget, the 7 is spelled out. 
can also go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback and leave us a message there or join us on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash welcometolevel7. The seven is spelled out. And don't forget, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash welcome to level seven. The seven is spelled out and become a Patreon supporter there. Once again, thanks so much for listening and Godspeed. So, so, so Ben, have you you seen Hamilton yet? No. Still? Still. Okay. I'll get to it someday. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, after the move? After the move, which got pushed back a couple weeks, after Muppets. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ben, history has its eyes on you. I'm assuming that's some sort yes. of reference that I don't get. Yes, that's another line from the show. <laughs> ben, don't throw away your shot. Yes, that's another line from the show. I haven't thrown away my shot because I still have Disney Plus, so I still have a shot at seeing That's it. true. Yeah, you better watch it before this becomes your legacy. <laughs> I don't think my legacy is going to be didn't watch Hamilton, but you never know. You never know. That's that's on my tombstone. Ben Avery, Rest not loving father, not <laughs> nothing, not anything else. Didn't watch Hamilton, and then it's the old lady from uh, from Princess Bride just going Bill, <laughs> Bill. And on that note, <laughs> later, guys. Bye. Bye.